Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This is a two-part series today, episode 31, all about the ideal bedtime routine for your toddler. I'm beginning with toddlers because it is a wave of toddler clients that I'm working with. I don't know why things seem to come in just these massive waves throughout my time as a sleep consultant. But in the beginning of the year, it was all about the four-month-old. I worked with so many. Now, I just am drawn, I'm like a magnet to two, three, and four-year-olds. So toddler preschooler age. And I wanted to walk through the ideal bedtime routine because this is the foundation of what a good night's sleep is. So this week you can find the ideal bedtime routine for your toddler preschooler. And next week, it'll be all about those babies. And we'll go through what baby expectations are. But before we get into everything, I have just really got to share a fun story with you. I am currently working with a toddler who is two years old. She's about to become a big sister. And before mom and dad sat down to work with me, they gave her a brand new room, a really big girl room with a big girl bed and all sorts of beautiful new decorations, new bedding. It was so much fun for her. She loved talking about it. They said she could not stop sharing about how awesome her room was. She just loved it. And then in comes me. And I asked them to please get her back into a crib because she was only two years old and she just did not understand the freedom that comes with a toddler bed. So what we ended up doing is getting this little one back into her crib. It is now night five and she has slept through the night three times. And I know that would not have happened if that girl was in a toddler bed. So as we get into the expectations or what even is an ideal bedtime routine? We have to start here on what is an age-appropriate bed for your child. Y'all, especially boys, they cannot handle an open bed until they are three years old. Girls, please hold out until three as well. Um, but I do find sometimes at two and a half, they can, they can understand and they can manage the open bed concept. But please, if you have a little one in a crib and you've been thinking, well, I guess it's time because they're two, they're a toddler. No, 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 no. You will have so much more success with your bedtime routine if you can keep them in that crib. If you have a little one who is struggling to stay in their crib because they are climbing and really trying to get out of there, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is put a sleep sack on backwards and keep them in that crib. It will be so helpful for everybody's sanity, okay? All right, an ideal bedtime routine. This is actually the very first thing I walk through when I'm working with new parents. We have to begin with the bedtime routine because it sets up their entire night of sleep. Now, the freebie download for this episode is my bedtime expectation cards for toddlers. These cards are what I use when I immediately get started with a new family. I show these and I say, okay, let's talk about what sleep is. I love even going to the child's room and prepping them and asking them to show me what these cards are. Now, obviously, most of your two, three, and four-year-olds, they're not reading. So on these cards are pictures as well as words that I've used with kids all the way up till age six. And we walk through the expectations for sleep. So at bedtime routine, before we even get into the bath, a shower, which is step number one, I want you to show them these cards. And I want you to walk through what their expectations for sleep are. Okay, we're going to get into our bed, close our eyes, lay quiet, 
and wake up when the clock turns seven or when the clock turns green or whatever expectation you have. Refer back to episode 30 on toddler clocks. But I do want to first of all focus on letting them know things are changing. So if you're really trying to implement change in your toddler, it's not going to happen once you tuck them into bed and you say, okay, now you have to stay in bed. It starts before. So during bedtime routine, you're in their room, walk through these cards, and then begin your bedtime routine. So you can find these downloads in the show notes. And if you're on Patreon, they are right there for you as well. And I'm including a chart for you. If you're on Patreon, you have my bedtime chart where you can visually track all the progress. All right, so you've walked through the bedtime expectation cards with your little one. Now it's time to hop in the shower or bath or whatever you do. And sometimes you might find you got to get that timer out. I've told you about the time timer, multiple podcast episodes. It is an amazing tool to use to track bedtime routine with your toddler or preschooler. So I would have them set their own timer for about five to seven minutes. You can put a little dot or just ask them to turn the timer to number five, and then they hop in the shower and they get all cleaned up. That way when the timer goes ding, 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 it's not a fight to get out because they're the ones who set it in the first place. So all right, timer says it's now time to brush your teeth. Now, is anyone else experiencing a power struggle with a toothbrush. (laughs) I tell you what, oh my gosh, my little girls love brushing their teeth, but they have to do it themselves. So I have found a lot of success by getting their toothbrush ready for them when they are in the shower. Oh my gosh, it's like just this small little cue that changes the game. So why not, when they're in the shower, go ahead, put the toothpaste on the toothbrush, get it right, right and ready for them, and then when it's time to brush their teeth, help them out. Now a little dentist tip here, I have heard from a dentist friend of mine that you need to be helping your child brush their teeth until they can actually tie their shoes because once they can tie their shoes, that's a good indicator that they can brush their teeth accurately. So just a little tip there, brush their teeth well. And then after brushing their teeth, let's go ahead and get their PJs on. And we also know there's a power struggle with PJs. So just like you got their toothbrush ready, we're not just gonna tell them you are going to wear these PJs. How about you lay out two different sets? Do you wanna wear the blue ones or the ones with stripes? Oh, you wanna wear the ones with stripes? Okay, let's put them on. So you can always offer your child choice, which helps them gain independency, helps them really enjoy the bedtime routine and not make it feel so stressful. So I love using the options here. Once you got your PJs on, it's my favorite moment of bedtime routine. Play! Are you so surprised I'm asking you now to like bust out the wrestling and the tickling and the play? Everybody kind of raises their eyebrows when they see this in their sleep plan because I really want you to have fun. We want to enjoy bedtime routine together, and we definitely want it to be something your child looks forward to. So after they've done their bath, their PJs, their teeth brushing, all that good stuff, go to their room and play. Now, this has definitely got to stay in their room because I don't want them to start leaking out into the living room and then maybe ask for a snack because it's near the kitchen, all that stuff. We need to keep it focused in the room that they're about to go to sleep in. So set that timer. Here comes our time timer back in action and put it maybe for 10 or 15 minutes and spend one-on-one time playing with your child in his or her room. If they have been away from maybe dad all day, then perhaps it's daddy-daughter playtime. Whatever it is for your family, make a dynamic that works and you can switch it up every now and then. But the reason I love having one-on-one playtime is especially for the children I work with who depend on mom or dad to lay with them or lay beside them to go to sleep. This is the moment. This is the time they get to have mom and dad and enjoy it. So essentially, I'm trying to fill your child's bucket up 
with you. Spend time, put your phone away and just engage. There is an article that I frequently link to in my sleep plan and it talks about this concept of play listening. And this is brought to you by Hand in Hand Parenting. So it's nothing that I have invented. It's just something I refer to. And I always preface by telling parents, This sounds weird that I'm about to tell you how to play with your child. It's not as simple as, okay, now have 10 to 15 minutes of playtime. Your child needs to be the one who is in control. I want them to fully reign during this 10 to 15 minute time. But guess what? You've set up the boundaries. You're in their room. The door is closed. The timer is on. So boundaries are here and we're giving them the freedom to be in control. So here's what I want you to do. Sit on the floor and ask them, hey, What would you like to do? And if they look around the room and they spy some blocks and they want to stack the blocks and knock them over, you're going to do that. If they say, I want you to be a horse and I'm going to ride you, great, do it. But you need to really play into and buy into whatever they are asking or doing for play because it's so important for them to feel like they have the power. They're in charge, again, within our boundaries, which gives them that secure confidence in just a few minutes that they can get into bed and go to sleep on their own because they had their fill, they had their time, and your child is craving independency. So we're giving it to them in a very safe space. So I love that. Once the timer has gone off from playtime, now you're thinking, oh no, how am I supposed to get them out of play and then into bed? Well, we have one more thing. You've done your bath, you've done your brushing teeth, PJs, playtime. Now we're going to slow it down a little bit and read a book or two or set the timer. (laughs) You can have a house rule of two books and we're done or set the timer for five minutes. It's whatever you'd like to do here. But the point is now it's time to settle down, really cue your child that we're about to go to sleep. You could cuddle up in their bed. I love that. You could lay on the floor. Again, ask them, do you want to lay on the floor or lay in your bed, whatever you'd like. I have had a few families I've worked with who found that if they laid on the floor, It was really hard to transition them then into the bed, but some kids are are good transitioning that. So you figure out what's going to work best for your little one and enjoy a few minutes of reading a book together. Then when the timer goes off or your two book rule is done, we're going to give kisses, say goodnight. Then you can turn the lights off, sound machine on and exit the room. So this bedtime routine is all built upon connection. And my passion is helping your little one understand that bedtime is good. Sleep is good. Our bedtime routine is not supposed to be frustrating and stressful. I want them to feel a connection with you and a connection to, oh, sleep is such a wonderful thing and I know how to do it. Now, I mentioned those bedtime routine cards. Right before you leave the room, this is a good time to review those cards again. So you reviewed them before they got in the bath and now it's about time to leave and you can tell them again because these cards, you can print them out postcard size and they're small. You can remind them again. Okay, remember, we're going to get in our bed. Good, look, you're laying in your bed. Okay, now show me what it means to close your eyes. Oh, good job, you're closing your eyes. Now show me what it means to be quiet. Oh, good job, you're being quiet. That's so great. All right, now you're gonna be here and sleep until your clock turns green. And then again, go back to the episode right before this where I walk you through how to use the toddler clock because we definitely wanna treat them with some rewards come morning. But this bedtime routine is the first step to helping your child sleep independently. Now, let's dig back through. There are some more strategies that I wanna give you within this bedtime routine. If you have a child who is between the ages of two and four, using these visuals like the cards are such a good tool. 
Now, this bedtime routine can be used starting at 13 months and up because there is no food or drink within the bedtime routine. You've noticed that, right? There's no sippy cup of milk. I have said nothing about a snack. No food or drink belongs in the bedtime routine. So this routine can be used from 13 months and up. But my two to four-year-olds, they can really understand these visuals, these visual cards that I've told you about. But also, you could have little check marks on each card. Okay, we've done that. Check that one off. We've done this. Check that one off. If you are a member of Patreon, which is a way to support this podcast and get more and more from this, you can actually download my own toddler bedtime chart where you can track this. So that's on our Patreon site. If you go to patreon.com slash littlezsleep or scroll down in the show notes, you can find it. But this is a way for you to get more and more from each episode. So patrons only will grab this chart, but you can have a chart as well as these cards to just help them visually track. Okay, we have taken a shower. We've done that. All right, we have brushed our teeth, put our PJs on, we've played, we've read our books. Now it's time to get in bed. Just a good way to kind of cue them up of what we're doing. All right. So making sure that we have some visuals in here is such a good thing. And remember how I talked about offering choice? Well, Choice can also come into the very end of our bedtime routine. If your little one loves their stuffed animals and they sleep with like 10 of them, here's where the option of choice comes into. It's really only necessary to have a few comfort items. Otherwise, it can be a distraction. So what I want you to do is set up their stuffed animals and ask them, which two they want to sleep with. Do you want to sleep with Monkey Lammy or Mingo Bunny? And whichever they choose, great, they're going to sleep with those and the rest of them can go in a designated bed set up somewhere else in the room, a little mat on the floor or something to sleep the night there. So I love giving choice even down to the stuffed animals to help them be in control and not have too many distractions around them. All right, the final piece of bedtime routine. It's all about the timing. So let's get very clear on our expectations of when your toddler preschooler needs to go to bed. Well, I'm all about having a range because every child is gonna be different. So your little one should be going to sleep anywhere between 6.30 and perhaps 8.30. That's a big range, but let me break it down. I'm looking for 11 to 12 hours of sleep. If your little one has to get up at 6 a.m., then I want them going to bed no later than 7 p.m. So reverse engineer it. What time do they need to wake up? And what's the minimum amount of sleep that we can get here? Because 11 to 12 hours is exactly how much sleep they need during the nighttime. Now, again, with my three and four-year-olds, they may not be needing a nap, which is taking away from their nighttime sleep. So this is where we're going to dig into any daytime sleep is taking away from the nighttime. And it's much better, if you can, to take the nap away so that we can have a full night of sleep. I am currently working with a little one who we just can't take the nap away because he's in a preschool setting and everybody lays down to nap, but it's causing him to not fall asleep at bedtime until 10. So what we've done is asked preschool to cap the nap. Please wake him up at the 90 minute mark so that he can actually fall asleep by 8.30 p.m. And that's working really well for this little one. So here's your permission to go to the school, preschool, daycare, whatever it is, and ask them if it's possible to wake the child up so that they actually can fall asleep after you do this really great routine with them. Such a good thing. Okay, sweet dreams. I'll see you here next week to go through ideal bedtime routine for babies. See you next time.